Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Cleansing, exfoliating, moisturizing, protecting with an SPF. When you do those three to four steps, you will have healthy, balanced skin. The key to skincare is consistency. I'm Allie Wolf, an Emmy-winning journalist and mom. I love interviewing women and experts who inspire us to create fulfilling lives and careers while embracing the messy and beautiful reality of being a mom. This is the Mom's Calling Podcast. Welcome back to Mom's Calling. As you can tell by the title of this episode, we are talking about skincare. Now, as we become moms, it can be especially difficult to find the time to take care of our basic needs, especially when our kids are young. But it is so important to take those extra couple of minutes for yourself in the morning and at night to take care of your skin. Now, a great way to get into self-care is to have a routine that you can rely on for your skincare. Doesn't have to be a 15-step complicated process. In fact, my guest today says all it really takes is three to four steps to have great skin and that great self-care routine that you can rely on morning and night. Speaking of self-care, I have to mention I have a full episode on self-care, episode number 10. So if you want to get more into that topic, you can go listen to that after you're done with this episode. But today in this episode, we are talking about how to take care of your skin so you can age gracefully and reduce breakouts. We also go over some of the biggest skin issues we face as moms, including melasma and adult acne. We also talk about what to do at home if you get a pimple, when to pick and when to leave it alone. I'm sure you have been there. My guest is Marioka Erickson. She is a licensed esthetician and owner of La Isla Spa in Nashville. She found her calling at age 11 because she suffered severe acne and that is when she got her first facial. When you hear her, you can tell she really knows what she's talking about when it comes to skincare. She shares all her secrets and her tips, but she also knows a lot about business and you will hear those tips too. She talks to us about how she accelerated her dream of launching her business. So make sure to listen all the way through for her tips on how to launch a business, how to spread the word about your business and how to keep people coming back. Enjoy this episode. Marioka, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to talk all about skincare this week. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Well, this is so important. We all need to take care of our skin, especially as moms. And so I want to start off with just how you got into it, how you decided this is what you want to do with your life. Yeah. So I developed grade three acne at the age of 11 and no one was really able to help me out fully until my mom took me to her esthetician. And I remember that first facial that I got, I walked in and the esthetician said, we're going to take care of this for you. I'm going to fix this. And she gave me a hug and we got right into the treatment. And I was completely in love with the whole experience. And I, I, at the end of the service, I got off the table and I looked at my mom and I said to her, I want to make everyone feel how she made me feel. I want everyone to feel as beautiful as I feel right now, as confident as I feel. I want everyone to know that I can fix you know, whatever problem 
it is. And so right then at 11 years old, I decided I wanted to be an esthetician. Wow. Probably a very difficult thing to go through at age 11, but to find your calling that early and to know what you want to do for, for other people is so incredible. And so I, but I want to know what fixed your skin. I mean, your skin looks beautiful now. People won't be able to see it. So so how did you heal your acne? Yeah. So crazy enough, I listened to my esthetician, um, you know, and granted I started all of this at the age of 11. So of course, some part of me was going to be like, no, I want to do what my friends are doing. And I want the pore strips and the Biore and the apricot scrub. So I went through all those phases too, but I always ended up you know, kind of making the the realization myself, like, oh, this isn't working. Let me go back to what my esthetician was telling me. And every time I went back to using the professional grade products that she was recommending to me is when I noticed that my skin was doing its best. So, so using the product, the professional grade product that she recommended, as well as getting treatments with her regularly. Is adult acne different? You know, what is a good way to deal with acne as an adult in your thirties? Is it different than if you're a teenager? Yeah. I love this question because truly acne is so personal and so different to each person. The acne that you had as a teenager might not be the same as what you had in your twenties or your thirties. And the acne that your best friend has might not be, you know, the, the kind of acne that you have and seeking out a professional who can figure out exactly what, you know, grade or level of acne you have and what's causing it and how they're going to treat it is super important. Just because a charcoal scrub worked for your sister doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Again, acne can be caused by just so many different things. It is just truly so personal. What are some of the more common causes of acne? Because obviously you can't give a blanket tip to everybody, but what are some of the common causes that people can think about? Like if you're going through acne, you know, how could you troubleshoot? Common causes that I see are hormonal going through something like pregnancy. I also see a rise in acne in those who are more active. So if you work out in the morning and you, when you come home, you don't immediately change clothes, take a shower. Um, Instead, you decided to feed the dog or, or sit down and watch a movie. There can be a rise in acne there. There's a rise in acne with stress as well as diet. Um, and then just overall small habits that you have. Um, a lot of us don't realize if we have a desk job, for example, um, if we're sitting there and resting our head in our hand, that just might be how you sit and scroll through emails, but you might not realize that that is causing a breakout on the left side of your face. Or if we spend a lot of time talking on the phone and we never wipe our phones down, that is also uh, a big, big part of breaking out um, how you sleep and how often you change your pillowcases. It's going to play into some of the acne that you have. And even just surprisingly enough, how often you wash your hair. Some people they'll get breakouts along like the hairline. And that might be because they haven't washed their hair recently, or last time they did wash their hair product didn't get fully rinsed out. Yeah. Those are great. I think 
those are things that people, I mean, we have, like you said, these habits that we go through our day-to-day lives and we don't realize, or we don't always put the two and two together. Whereas maybe to you, it would be really obvious. Okay. You're talking on the phone right here. You have this dirty phone on your face. That's why you're having the issue. So those are great things people can do for their habits. What can they do for the diet? Are there any foods that you know to be really good? I mean, you're taking a sip of water right now. I know you always hear drink a lot of water, but is there anything I know I've heard avocados? Um, water is going to be your best friend. Always, always, always. Um, avocado, you're absolutely on the mark with that. That is a great, great um, food, healthy fats great for the skin. Anything super high in antioxidants. So blueberries are going to be great. Vitamin C is going to be good for you. Overall, just a well-rounded diet. I strongly believe that you are what you eat. So if you are eating a well-rounded, clean, healthy diet, your skin's going to reflect that. But if you are just out going through drive-throughs three times a day, that'll also be reflected in your skin. Okay. And you mentioned picking before. So if somebody's at home and they can't get in to get a facial or get a treatment and say you have an event or you just want to go out and you have a pimple or a breakout, what can you do at home and how can you avoid picking? (laughs) Yeah. So I never get upset with my clients when they tell me that they're pickers because I myself have always been a picker. And I understand sometimes you see it and you just got to do something about it. So what I tell my clients is first and foremost, don't touch anything if it already hurts. If you're looking at it and it's sore and it's red and angry, that's not something that you should be messing with at all. That's only going to lead to more inflammation and potentially some scarring. The only things that I would say would be okay to do would be a little bit of of some ice to just bring down some inflammation and a spot treatment on those larger breakouts that are more inflamed. For those people who are referring to like a, a blackhead or a small little like whitehead that might have popped up. Make sure that you have clean hands and use some Q-tips so that you're not like using your nails and don't do anything that's physically hurting your skin. If you are in pain trying to squeeze something, then don't touch it. Honestly, the best way to get rid of an, of some of these extractions is to come in and have it professionally done. But if you're at home and you're in a pinch, I would say for the bigger ones, just ice them and put some spot treatments. But for a little blackhead or a little tiny little pustule, you know, I can't be upset with you because I, I, I do it too. So Q-tips and just be very gentle. Okay. I like that realistic approach. You kind of have to judge it on like if it's under the skin, like those painful ones, you don't want to mess with that, right? Right. I actually tell uh, people all the time, those under the skin pimples, they're formed differently. They're not the same type of pimple that you get when dirt and oil and pollution come from the outside and get into the pores. Those under the skin pimples are forming under the skin. And really it's the gland, the sebaceous gland under the skin that's inflamed. So if you try to pick and squeeze those deep, deep, deep under the skin pimples, uh, nothing's going to come out of them. They are just going to scab over and take a week to heal versus if you just ice it and leave it alone, that inflammation will go away and go down in about a day or two. 
Okay. I'm glad you added that because I feel like most people have had that situation. It is so not fun, but icing I think is a great tip. So let's talk a little bit about melasma. You know, what is it? And is there anything you can do at home or should you go get a treatment for it? Yeah. So melasma is known as like the mask of pregnancy and it is a hundred percent hormonal. Now it doesn't always happen when you're pregnant. Sometimes it, it happens to people who have never been pregnant before, or it can happen after pregnancy. You can identify it as hyperpigmentation, typically around the hairline, the cheeks. The best thing that I would recommend is to go in and talk to your esthetician about lasers, some chemical peels, and some product that you can do at home. Melasma is can be tough. It can be a very tough skin condition to tackle, but with the right treatments, it can be taken care of. Okay, perfect. Then I want to get to kind of aging. I don't even like that phrase of aging. I just think preserving our skin as we as we grow older. What are some really good practices that that women can start? I guess women or men, anybody can start, especially if you're busy, if you just want kind of simple things that you can do to kind of prevent those wrinkles and just keep your skin nice. Yes. I have this conversation almost daily with my clients. The key to skincare is consistency. And sometimes in order for us to be consistent, we need to simplify our skincare. I like to start everyone off with three to four core products and they are non-negotiables. Everyone has to do them. That's cleansing, that's exfoliating, that's moisturizing, and that's protecting with an SPF. When you do those three to four steps, you will have healthy, balanced skin. That SPF is really going to play a role in preserving your skin. So that's going to help with the anti-aging or aging gracefully, but making sure that you have overall healthy skin is what's going to make that process a lot easier. When the skin is not healthy, it will show signs of aging much quicker and much more harsh. Okay. I like how you said simple because I know I used to have a more complicated skin routine and I feel like the simpler I keep it, the better. I don't know about you, but winter is taking its toll on my skin and no one wants to feel dry and dehydrated. But I have a solution for you. The way Melrose Place body cream will quench your thirsty skin and leave it feeling silky smooth That is what we want. High quality nourishing ingredients will provide hydration that'll prevent dry and icky skin this winter and really all year long. Experience the new Way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to theway.com, that's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get 15% off your entire purchase. That is 15% off your whole order at theway.com and use the code BELIEVE. Do you think it's best to stick with one line or to mix and match the products that work for you? Or do you have any favorite products or types of products? Like how can people navigate this? Yeah, I think in the beginning, I would stick with one line just 
until you figure out which ones of those products you like, if any of them. And so you can get a good handle on your routine on using those core products. Once you become a little bit more comfortable with your skin routine, then I would say, you know, venture out. And if you're not crazy about the exfoliant, find a different exfoliant or any other, you know, any other product that you might not be crazy about. But in the beginning, it's nice to stick with just one line because a lot of skincare lines are formulated so that each product works best with the others. They'll neutralize each other or they'll enhance the effect of something else. Um, I do tell everyone though, you do want to stick with professional grade products because professional grade products are guaranteed to give you results. Okay, perfect. Once you have the routine in place, are there any other habits that you can look out for to treat your skin well? I mean, I assume water's great for everyone, but anything else that you can do, maybe do's or don'ts? Yeah, so water is great. Sunscreen is always going to be something that I recommend. A lot of people love the satin pillowcases, um, especially if you're worried about wrinkles. A satin pillowcase is going to help to prevent wrinkles. And then some don'ts, stay away from at-home dermaplaning, at-home microneedling, at-home chemical peels. You can seriously hurt yourself if you try to do it at home. So I never, never, never recommend that people do things like that. Basically any DIYs, I would just stay clear from all of that. Yeah. So ice your face, but maybe don't do any of the procedures. That's that's right. scary also. With that, are there any things that are maybe trends or things that are really popular, like that they sh people should avoid? I see a lot of people doing sheet masks. And I think a couple of years back, people were putting coconut oil on your on their skin. I know if you've had acne prone skin, I feel like that's terrible for your skin. So what are some things that you see people do that are trendy that are actually not good for your skin that maybe you should avoid? Yeah. The coconut oil that you mentioned, that one is pretty scary as well. The best thing that I can tell people is like, you fry food in coconut oil, you put coconut oil on heat and it fries. If you put coconut oil on your face and you go outside in the sun, it will fry. That is definitely something that I always recommend against. A lot of people doing like face masks and those like, yeah. and those like sparkly eye patches and the different fun masks, should those yeah. be avoided or are those okay? And depending on the brand. Um, depending on the brand, I would say some are okay. And if you're just doing it to have a fun girls night, you know, go have fun. But if you are looking at it as an at-home supplement or treatment for yourself versus coming in to get a professional treatment, they're not worth spending the money. There's something fun to do at like a sleepover or something like that, a girls trip, but they're not, they're not effective. Okay. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about business. So you own your own business. You have your own spa. Talk about how you knew you were ready for that and sort of that learning curve, because I know there's a lot of moms who listen to this podcast too, who want to do their own thing. So how did that come about for you? And what did you learn along the way? Because this is all new for you. Yeah, this is very new for me. I went into this whole experience thinking I was going to 
set up like a five-year plan for myself. And I was very fortunate that things fell into place and, and five years turned into like three or four months. But I planted the seed for myself because I thought that at some point I would like to stop allowing other people to tell me when I can and can't see my family. To me, family is number one. It will, you can't write me a check big enough to not see my family. And for so many years, I allowed an employer or a company to tell me when I could and couldn't see my family. And that led to seeing them only once a year, even on that once a year trip, having to cut my trips by a day or two because my employer was asking me to, and I didn't feel comfortable saying no, or didn't know how to say no. But yeah, eventually I I had said to myself, you know, enough is enough. It's time for me to take back control when it comes to my family. Did you make it happen for yourself or did something, an opportunity arise for you? Cause I know this happened in May of 2021. So what, what, what did it look like for you to get there? I believe I saw an ad and it was for a business coach to help coach estheticians who are currently working for somebody else on how to work for themselves. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I'll take that class. I'll work with that coach. Again, five-year plan. So I'll take all the notes now in super detail and have them stored for in five years when I need them. Um, Or it'll just be food for thought and I can, you know, think about it over the next few years. And I took this course and I was very intrigued. I think within the first four weeks of the course, my mindset changed completely. And I went from five years to like three years. And then as I continued to take the course, I don't, I don't know if you want to call it fate or uh, coincidence, or maybe I was more open to the whole thought itself, but I started to see things around me that I could work to my advantage. All of a sudden I saw a suite open for rent and I was like, oh, well, actually I can afford that. And I started doing research on equipment and I, I said, wow, you know, this is more affordable. I can do this now. I, I thought this was going to cost me more money to get all of this set up and, and little things just kind of started falling into place. And the more open I was to this change, the more everything fell in line for me. Um, and, and very quickly, I found myself putting in my two weeks. That's awesome. I love how you made it happen for yourself. And I just think it's so powerful when you start thinking that way and you kind of line things up, then all of a sudden, boom, here you are and you're an entrepreneur and you're your own boss now. So what have you learned along the way? Because I know it's probably an amazing feeling to, to, you know, have your business, but there are hiccups and there are challenges that you learn from. So do you have any examples that you've, that you've come across throughout this process for you? Yes. Starting a business is very exciting and you want to tell everybody and everybody is very excited for you, but that does not mean that everyone is supportive of you. Um, And I found that out very, very quickly because 
as I started to open my business and, and get the ball rolling, you know, I, I was telling friends, I was telling family, I was telling people on the street that I'd never even met before and, and former clients. I was like, I'm on my own. I opened a spa, come see me. And a lot of people were really excited for me, but I learned that only a small percentage of those people were actually willing to come and support me. It is what it is. It's fine. But those people who've come in, I've said to them, thank you. Here is 10% off for, you know, leaving me a review or for coming in and buying a product, you know, thank you for helping me start this business. And I, I asked them, do you know anybody who can come in? Please feel free to, to give referrals. I'm happy to give you a discount when you refer people in. Another thing that I've really noticed too is as great as social media is and as fun as it can be, no one knows that your page exists until you tell them it does. You have to go out and tell people like, I own a spa. Here's my Instagram. You should follow it. Let me send you a follow request. That way you don't forget. Passing out business cards and leaving them at restaurants or at the gas station in bathrooms. Like I will, I'll leave a business card or a sticker anywhere. Already you're dropping so many good tips and strategies. And I think it can be really hard when you're getting that momentum in the beginning with anything that you do. I think that these can kind of carry over to different businesses as well. What do you think has worked the best for you? Because you are really good on social media and I know growing is hard. What has worked the best for you, whether it be a strategy that you do in person to kind of raise awareness or online or on social media? I would say being just authentic to myself. Since opening my business, I have tried to erase the idea of what I'm supposed to be. You know, this is me and this is who I am. This is the business that I'm running. And if you like it, you're more than welcome to come in. And I try to do that through social media. Like you said, I try to make all of my captions read in my voice. Um, I try to make all of my videos as authentic as possible. So you guys get to know every single side of me. And then in person, I am a really big fan of thank you notes. And so I write a thank you note postcard to all of my clients when they come in. And I try to make each one of their experiences very personal to them. That's great. Well, I, I really think you're doing a great job because even before we connected on Instagram and I felt like I'd already met you because you are very authentic. So I think that's a great tip and I definitely see you doing that. What's your favorite self-care or your best way to take care of yourself? I know you give other people self-care all day. So how do you um, do that for yourself? Yeah. Well, I love a good facial. Um, I think going in and getting a treatment myself is super fun, but I'm not going to lie. I also really love a massage. Massages are truly magical for anyone in the service industry where we're constantly working on somebody else. It's nice to feel like someone else is taking care of you for an hour. And then I really love to spend time by the water, whether that's the beach, a lake, a pool, any kind of body of water that is my special like me time. Yes. Kind of hard in Nashville, but you can find it here and there. Yeah. Here and there. (laughs) 
Um, okay, so I have this fun thing that I've been doing where I have questions from a question from my previous guest. What is something that your mom did that you would never do? My mom was very vocal about not enjoying cooking. And she would always tell me and my older brother how much she hated cooking and she only did it because we needed it to survive, right? Everybody has to eat to survive. But she'd give us this amazing plate for dinner and it was always super good. Well, that rubbed off onto me. And now I hate cooking. And to make it even worse, I'm not even good at it. So I don't enjoy the act of cooking and the end product is even worse. So it has just, it's an unfortunate situation that I would not want to pass on to my own child. Perfect. Now at the end, I just want everyone to have a way to find you if they are in Nashville, where they can actually find you for a service or check out your Instagram and your online presence, which is great too. Yes. They can find me in Nashville over on 8th Avenue in that Melrose, Berry Hill area. And then online, you can follow me at um, La Isla Spa on Instagram and on TikTok. Perfect. Okay. Well, this was so fun. I feel like you gave me like 20 tips that I'm going to apply to my life. So I'm so happy that you came on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. This was super fun. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions, I want to hear from you. Send me an email to momscallingpod at gmail.com. If you like the show, be sure to rate and review this podcast. See you next week for another episode of Mom's Calling on the Believe Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.